0: Love photographers and videographers, are you ready to book your dream clients in dream locations with dreamy vendors and dream details? Well, quit dreaming because we're ready to give you the exact strategies on how to do it. Join us for our free class. It's an inside look into
1: our businesses as fully booked photographers, and videographers that consistently book in our dream locations with our dream clients.
0: We'll be telling you everything you need to know to get fully booked year-round by diversifying your portfolio, up-leveling your customer experience, networking with purpose, and building a business that supports your dream life. We are two fully booked elopement photographers and videographers ready to spill the tea. That's right. We aren't just teaching this stuff. We are actively doing it. Here's just some of what you're going to be learning from the live class. Booking high ticket destination weddings and elopements. Yes, even during a recession. Portfolio building with purpose how to build a portfolio that books you dream weddings, nurturing vendor relationships, getting max returns
1: on your investments, meaning you'll make the most of every dollar that you spend to grow your
0: business. This class is for you if you value traveling, creativity, and serving the hell out of your clients. But you need help making money for a sustainable life and business. You're a photographer
1: or videographer that values traveling, but you don't know how to book
0: destination clients. You're a photographer or videographer who needs help expanding your network, serving other vendors, and building those vendor relationships.
1: You're a photographer or videographer who wants to up-level your business, but you have
0: fear related to investing money to do so. Whatever your story is, there's space in this free class for you, Thrivers. Make sure you join us live Because we are doing something crazy. We've never seen
1: this before and we'll probably never do it again. But you want to show up live to take advantage of this new, exciting thing that we're doing for
0: you, Thriver. We can't wait to see you there. See you there.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Montana Diaries podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about experimenting and taking creative risks. I freaking know that creative business can slowly turn into factory work, and especially with portfolio consistency and client expectations. So let's talk about the who, what, when, where, and how of staying creative when you make money from your creativity. This episode is dedicated to Morgan, the owner of Elizabeth Samuel Photography, she suggested this topic on Instagram. She asked specifically about double exposures and creative edits with video. Remember, you can always, always, always let me know what topics you want covered on the pod. Before we get into the podcast, I love to read a review of one of my offerings as a huge thank you for your incredible support. Today's review is from my signature course, Videography for Photographers and the student's name is Donna. Donna is an Alaska based elopement photographer and she's wildly talented at what she does. So it was an honor to have her in the course. Here's her review. Videography was something I was always intimidated by. It seemed so much different than photography and so much harder but Shayna really made it as easy as one, two, three in this course and broke it down into easy pieces to digest. She gave me the confidence I needed to jump into it a little further and start offering highlight videos with my portrait and elopement packages. It's perfect for beginners who aren't sure where to start with video. It has been so much fun exploring this art form and I love being able to play around with video. Thanks Shayna. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Donna. (laughs) And if you want a shout out on a future episode of the podcast, then please, please, please head over to the Apple podcast app and review this podcast. Reviews help me so much more than you even know. And it takes less than two minutes. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle in your review so that I can properly say thank you. And with all of that said, let's jump into this episode. Hi, I'm Shayna Lloyd, your Montana-based hybrid videographer, photographer, and business educator for creative entrepreneurs. I serve adventurous couples who prioritize experience and story over posing and perfection in my signature earthy style. And I teach photographers how to integrate video into their businesses with the equipment they already own. Through my years of creative entrepreneurship, I've leveraged a combination of personal branding, video education, and automated systems to craft a business and life that I love. And I'm passionate about helping others do the same thing. So if you're a creative, if you want to exist as a maker of things rather than as a mindless consumer of things, If you're figuring out what that means as far as business and money and lifestyle goes, you belong here, my friend. Welcome to Montana Diaries, the podcast. All right, let's get into this. I am obsessed with creativity and business and what it is to make money from creativity. So this topic gets me pretty fired up. Let me start by saying this. When you make money from your creativity, you either need a different creative outlet or you need to figure out how to continue nurturing your creativity that you've monetized. Honestly, I think you need to do both things because I don't think the second thing is 100% possible all the time. Let me explain. So I am an avid reader my real life, no bullshit, no irony involved dream is to be a novelist. I have a stick figure self-portrait from early elementary school with a speech bubble that says when I grow up, I want to be a writer. Except I spelled writer wrong with two T's. So it was like Ritter. So I went to college and I studied English literature and creative writing alongside my more practical communication studies major, which yes, obviously that's a joke of a major, but don't tell that to 17 year old me making life decisions, but oh my God, did I do anything possible to avoid reading and writing once those things became obligations. It quickly became obvious to me that it wasn't good for my brain to make reading and writing a job. Everyone gets so hung up on doing work you're passionate about because we've made what we do for a living such a huge part of our identity and personality. We've made what we do synonymous with who we are, but here's where I realized what's true for me. I do like editing video and photos. I love aesthetics and I'm good at planning things while staying flexible because even that makes me feel in control, which is always good when your occupation is well suited to your pathologies. I like business. It feels good to make something for someone that has an impact and makes them feel good and to be able to make money doing that. But I cannot say my ego or sense of self or concept of myself as a creative or worth in general is tied to like wedding films. Thank God. (laughs) I have to be honest in saying that I think it's a mistake to tie your finances to creativity and like your artistic ego. And I think that's what we're talking about here. When a creative turns their real hobby and their actual creative outlet into something that makes money, and then they lose the joy of play and experimentation and all of that good stuff because now there's pressure and expectation, and yes, fear attached to doing the thing that they once did for fun because it's a job. Here is where I tell you to read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And listen, I'm not the type to gatekeep books. If you're not a reader or you don't have time, then please consider buying the audiobook and listening to Big Magic. Liz reads it herself and it's beautiful. I spoke about this on a recent episode about money, which I'll link in the show notes. Big Magic made me realize that as long as I'm supporting myself, then I don't actually care how I make money. My number one obligation for my entire life is to the pursuit of creativity, to be interested and interesting, to creating more than I consume, to keeping my heart open to magic and ideas, to not being beholden to money and obligation and others' expectations. But... It's nice to make money with creative business. Welcome to this entire podcast. (laughs) On the back of that book recommendation, let me also encourage you to consume content that makes you feel the urge to create something. Start being critical of the state of mind you get in when you're consuming. Are you watching Netflix to shut your brain off and mindlessly consume? Are you scrolling TikTok to do the same thing? Or do you seek out media that inspires you, that lights a fire under you, that spurs you to action? If you are feeling a lull in your creativity, if you're tending toward burnout, all I'm saying is that part of the problem might be in the way you're consuming, not necessarily in your creative process in general. Speaking of your creative process, You should have one. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm that guy that systemizes creativity. I know. I know. You want freedom and whimsy and inspiration. You're an artiste. (laughs) But actually, I'm sorry. You are the one who has made your creativity your job you have a responsibility for the sake of the health of your business and your own sanity to come up with the systems and frameworks to exist within so that the work part of your work can get done and your creativity can still flourish. Structure breeds creativity, I promise. Here is another writing example. Have you ever tried writing long-form content like an essay or a blog post and That blinking cursor on the blank page was just way too overwhelming and you couldn't write anything at all? Have you tried outlining instead? Have you tried setting a timer and brain dumping? Having something, anything on the page helps you write faster, spoiler alert. Take this podcast for example. If I didn't have a framework, it would never get done, ever. I have an intro and an outro format that provides structure I usually have a topic and then I set a timer for five minutes to brain dump points. I then bold those points and consider them mini topics. This one we're on right now for this podcast is systemizing your creative business. (laughs) Then I'll set 10 minute timers to write without judgment under every bolded point. Just throwing up words on the page, everything I think about, the bolded point. Everything I think goes on the page, period. The timer puts the pressure on for work, but it takes it off for the word sounding good. I'm literally just typing how I talk. Afterward, I edit and then when I'm recording, I'm likely to riff a bit and expand on some things. But the process and structure breeds the creativity. The freedom of a blank page just causes paralyzation and overthinking and procrastination. This applies to all creative work. I really believe that. Video is king online and should be utilized in every photographer's business, including yours. Video add-ons for clients set you apart from other photographers. Video holds viewers' attention for longer. Video is favored on social media platforms and in search results. But you might be thinking, I don't know where to freaking start. And that's where I come in. I'm hosting a free training to show you exactly how you can make this the year you learn video just head over to montanadiaries.com slash learn video to sign up. If you are ready to make this the year that you incorporate video into your existing photo biz, whether it's for client offers or your own marketing efforts, then join me for this free live training. And we'll talk about how to make it happen with the equipment you already use. I will see you there. Sign up at montanadiaries.com slash learn video. That's montanadiaries.com slash learn video. When I first started my creative business, I didn't use a calendar or a spreadsheet or anything to keep track of bookings in my business. Want to know what I did? I had a table in Google Docs that showed my clients' names and dates and how much they paid, and I would update it manually. That's right. I also didn't use any bookkeeping software to keep track of payments. I'd highlight my clients green once they were fully paid. And that's about as fancy as I got. And how did my clients pay me? By check. Over snail mail. Cash the day of their service. Seriously. It was a mess. When I finally got on HoneyBook, my business and my life completely changed. And no, I'm not being dramatic. HoneyBook truly changed everything for me. Now my clients inquire and are immediately added to my system on HoneyBook. I'm able to send them guides and PDFs that I have saved. I can send proposals and invoices and contracts seamlessly. Dates get added to the calendar as soon as they're booked and everything is easy for me and my clients. If you're a creative entrepreneur, you need an incredible CRM and I can't recommend HoneyBook enough. Head over to montanadiaries.com HoneyBook for 20% off. You will not regret it. That's montanadiaries.com slash honey We'd like to romanticize creativity and trust me, I believe there's plenty of room for the romantic side of creation, but it isn't all of that. It's work. It's process. Now back to the main point of this episode, experimenting when you make money from your creativity. Is it possible to stay creative, to experiment, to grow, to innovate when you have paying customers and clients that expect a certain thing from you? Sure, it's possible, but there are caveats. You do need to deliver work that's consistent with your portfolio, but I don't know, there's nothing wrong with putting weird experimental artsy shit alongside that other work. This is honestly where being a human comes in and curating your personal branding to make your clients expect that out of you comes in. During photo sessions, when I'm trying something new, I'm literally like, Okay, I'm gonna get a little weird now and then I lay on the ground for some dope-ass, sick-ass angles and... Also, the original question (laughs) that made me think of this topic in the first place was about double exposures and creative edits for video and how I use fractals. You guys, truth time, I'm not techie. I'm not particularly talented or anything like that. I try weird shit and I have fun and I figure out how to stay sane in my job. I don't ask for permission to try things out or to over-research or to Google something if I don't know how to do it. I just do it. And creativity is not that serious. If you feel anxious about a client complaining about the experimental stuff you might deliver alongside the regular stuff? Here's a fun blanket response. This is for photographers, but feel free to shift it to whatever creative service you do. Oh my goodness, I'm so thrilled you loved some of your photos in your gallery more than others. It's such a huge brand value of mine to deliver content that is consistent with the rest of my portfolio. And I'm over the moon you found a few in your gallery that suit you. I also understand you noticed the experimental stuff I included. How fun are those? Thanks so much for letting me get weird during our session. It keeps me creative. You'll probably see the fun ones on my social media and I'm so excited to see what you do with the regular stuff. Message me when you print your photos so that I can see them. Okay. So do you see how I'm coming from a place of positivity, of service, and reminding my client that they don't have to love every photo in the gallery, and that I'm fulfilling my contractual obligation by delivering the amount of photos promised in my signature style? There's no need to be defensive because you didn't do anything wrong. If you absolutely do not want to get weird with clients, then you need to style your own shoots and get creative on your own time. The only thing I'll say to this is, I do have a friend who does this often and she does these amazing shoots and they're really cool, but with her regular clients she is pretty polished and edits really clean, but then sometimes is frustrated that she doesn't book more of the creative work she loves. Do you see the disconnect there? So I would mix them up more. In conclusion, You guys, creativity isn't serious. I don't know why we make it life or death. I don't mean to be blase about your insecurities, but maybe that's something you need. Like, I don't know, no one needs what we do and we aren't performing surgery or anything. And I don't think you need to overthink this just because. Just create, 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 and put pretty things into the world and weird things and things maybe only you will like, because we're going to die eventually, maybe soon, and your legacy shouldn't be cookie cutter generic bullshit. Was that helpful? <laughs> I've been talking about Liz Gilbert too much. I sound like a fangirl, and I'm sorry. But there is this great moment in her podcast she used to do where she and her guest, I'm so sorry, I don't remember the exact context, but they're talking about a musician that they loved that put out this batshit album that sounded nothing like his previous work. And the guest hated it, but then came to admire it because it was experimental and weird. And he acknowledged that this musician wasn't his songwriter monkey. He wasn't put on his earth to make the same thing over and over again. A modern day example would be Ed Sheeran, who everyone's shitting on right now. I think it's so funny. But he's considered white bread as far as singer-songwriters go, but I do find him brilliant. He put out this collaboration album, and every song is a collab, and nothing fits together, and it's experimental and odd, and I truly think I skip every song when it comes up on Shuffle because it's just not my thing. But goddamn, good for you, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) You aren't my songwriter monkey. And to you, my dear listener, you aren't a factory, you aren't a photography monkey or a jewelry designer monkey or a painter monkey or a graphic design monkey or any kind of monkey at all besides the bit of genetic makeup we share with monkeys. You are a creative being. You make money from your creativity so you have contractual obligations and an obligation to your clients to produce work that they hired you to do with the expectation that it will look like your other work. But other than that, it's not that serious. (laughs) You won capitalism. You're making money out of nothing, out of things that you make. You're making a living with creativity. You survive and feed yourself by playing. You have to nurture that bit of you that needs to create to play to be free so that you can avoid burnout and keep winning. (laughs) Hooray, you're doing the thing. Now don't ruin it by getting too serious. You're not a monkey. Okay, friends, we did it. Those were my thoughts on experimenting and taking creative risks in business. If you take anything from this episode, I hope it's that you'll figure out a system or framework for your creative business that works for you and then learn to be creative within that system. Structure breeds creativity. I truly believe that. I would love to hear your thoughts on creativity and business, so head over to the Montana Diaries podcast Facebook group and write a post or just say hey. Do not forget to leave your honest review on the Apple Podcast app. It helps me so much and it takes two minutes and I will give you a shout out on a future episode. And you can always find me on Instagram at montana.diaries. Thank you for your time and attention as always. Now go create something. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now. Calling all photographers. Do you want to create beautiful films with the equipment you already use in your photography business? Without sifting through hours of YouTube videos of techie dudes unboxing expensive gear, explaining editing programs way too quickly, and pushing their affiliate links to things you're not even sure you need, yes, it is possible, and it's laid out in my free guide, The Hybrid Handbook. The Hybrid Handbook is the photographer's guide to getting started with video and why you should do so ASAP. So, what's inside? what I tell all my photographer friends who ask me what they need to get started with videography, the reason every photographer needs to integrate video into their business, how the heck to get started with video, and a challenge for photographers that you can do today to begin calling yourself a hybrid shooter. To snag the free guide, head over to montanadiaries.com slash hybrid handbook. That's montanadiaries.com slash hybrid handbook.
0: Hey Thrivers, we're so excited to announce our May workshop on May 22nd on the Oregon coast. This is not just
1: a styled elopement shoot. This is content for your portfolio. This is implementation for how to use the content. This is creative community. This is up-leveling your business with practicing with hybrid shooting photo and video, if that's your jam. I'm Danielle, I'm an SEO and blogging expert and the owner of Defy Creative Co. And I would love to have you come join us so you can learn how to rank on Google and book all your dream weddings on the coast. We can't wait to meet you at an incredible cabin in Tillamook, Oregon, and then end the shoot on on the oregon coast before
0: tons of implementation time let's talk about the vibe for the style a little bit so the vision for the oregon coast think really like flowy earthy simple sea grasses instead of major florals pretty natural and true to the elements ah ceramic organic my god it's gonna be good hey friends i'm maddie a personal branding photographer
1: for creatives i will be there getting all the bts content all the behind
0: the scenes photo and video plus headshots to help you with marketing post-content day, you'll be getting raws and edited from Devin and Shay. Tickets are available now, so snag them before they're gone. We can't wait to see you there.